Hey Buddha Nation, welcome to the Ecom Show, where we invite e-commerce entrepreneurs, marketers, and agencies to talk about e-commerce, the best strategies and tactics, and what to implement in your own e-com store. Before we jump into this episode, I ask you to subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you share it with at least one friend. As you probably know, we don't run ads. Our growth is purely organic, so it would mean the world to me if you could support us. And now let's jump into the episode. Hello everyone, here is Daniel Dai with a new episode of our e-commerce podcast. And today I'm here with uh, two great people from the company called Attitude. Kat is the co-founder and uh, president of the company. Phoebe is the CEO and founder. Attitude, they focus on um, sleeping and uh, bedroom products and they are environmental friendly. I'm sure they can say it better how they are uh, different than other companies. In the past, we had uh, different uh, companies in this niche, uh, such as uh, Helix, uh, Sheets and Giggles a few weeks ago. I think our audience by now, they are quite familiar with this niche, but I think this company is, uh, is still something different in this very crowded niche. So, hey, how are you today? I'm happy to have you here. Good. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. So let's start with the with the origins of the brand. I'm wondering when was uh, the brand, this brand, uh, this uh, company um, founded and what was the original idea? So uh, my background is I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've been growing consumer brands for the last 15 years and I'm really passionate about focusing on mission-driven brands. Uh, so I started as a consultant for media and technology companies. And uh, then I ended up doing strategy and business development for Weight Watchers, which was kind of the first company that was really focused on improving wellness for people and mission-focused. And I realized that for the rest of my life, I only want to work on companies that have a mission, a positive mission on improving the planet or people's well-being. So Um, after that experience, I founded my first company, uh, which is called Try the World, a food subscription company that sends you delicious international gourmet from artisans around the world and uh, promotes their craft uh, to the mm-hmm. U.S. audience. And that company was named number three fastest growing company in New York in 2017. After that, I sold the company and uh, started doing advising for a number of different startups in a variety of spaces in wellness and uh, fashion and jewelry um, and came across attitude on angel list and Phoebe okay. sent me the sheets and I had the best sleep of my life. I could not believe how innovative this product really was. And I was so excited, not just about the wellness aspect of it, that we can actually help people sleep better because of how breathable it is by how soft and luxurious it feels Um, but also from a positive environmental impact perspective as well. Back in the day, we didn't have all the calculations that we have today that what our technology really does in terms of saving CO2 and water. But mm-hmm. now we've partnered with third parties, uh, science agencies to actually calculate that we save 38% of CO2 emissions and 99% of water versus cotton, which is a predominant uh, fabric and textile in the home goods industry. And uh, we've also calculated what it saves versus viscose, which is the um, previous bamboo fabrics that are available on the market, as well as tensile, uh, which is a lysol mm-hmm. made from trees uh, like eucalyptus or beech trees. 
And so our technology is actually superior in terms of saving CO2 and water as well as uh, chemicals uh, that are released into the environment versus all of these conventional textiles. And on top of that, the product actually feels better. It's scientifically proven to be more breathable, better at moisture wicking, actually more durable versus those others. And that's what we're really excited about because the future humanity really needs new materials that are more sustainable, more regenerative even, uh, not just to reduce our negative impact, but actually come back and replenish our environment and make it grow back to, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully into a better, better state than it is now. So I was you really might- excited about that. You mentioned uh, you only want to work with mission-driven companies. I'm curious if you had an aha moment at one on one day or how did this happen? Uh, yeah, I think it was actually when I was still in a corporate job at Weight Watchers and I kept seeing the impact that we were seeing from people, customers who were constantly mm-hmm. sharing their success stories with the program. And I was like, wow, this is so motivating to the entire team that works here. Mm-hmm. And I want to be part of cultures, corporate cultures, where I want to build companies where people can rally behind and see a purpose to their work, as opposed to just selling a product, selling more of something that the world doesn't need. Mm-hmm. And, um, that that was the aha moment i was like that's it you know i have only a limited time on this planet and i want to make sure that whatever time i spend and i have certain skill set i don't want to just be selling products that people don't Mm -hmm. need that might harm the planet yeah 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 phoebe um you were in australia and then this brand it became successful in that country why did you decide to expand to more countries and especially us canada because it's quite far from australia so What was the motivation to move to other countries as well? I think just to more make more impact, um, because the more people switch to to this product, um, to more sustainable textile, the more impact we make. And Australia's population is limited. There's only 26 million. I think probably less than the whole California. Uh, mm-hmm. So. So definitely from day one, I wanted this brand um, to be international, to, to mm. bring more this education and impact to, to more people around the world. And I'm, I'm, I'm an immigrant, so I, I was not born and raised in Australia. Um, so I just mm-hmm. think I just go, I love to go travel and, and work in different countries and, and just to bring, yeah, again, like cast that my skill set to, to contribute to a better future. Yeah. Are you in Europe as well or not, not yet? Uh, potentially in the yet. future, we are, we are growing to Europe too soon. <laughs> yeah. Although we have just implemented, this is an e-commerce podcast, we have just implemented e- uh, Global E, which allows customers to view your website in their local mm. currency and check out and see okay. you know, their duties and taxes all in the checkout process. It makes it a little bit more streamlined. Mm. So people can buy it from Etitude. Yeah, that's amazing. Countries. It's amazing because uh, sleeping product is something that I definitely need here in Europe. Uh, better <laughs> sleeping products. I yeah. I checked a few stores and I'm not happy, not fully happy with them. So I'm uh, asking both of you and you can share. Uh, we can go one by one. What was the biggest challenge for you in the past few years? I would start with Phoebe. 
um, I think, well, COVID definitely um, bring it just a lot of like, it's kind of a, like a roller coaster. So in the first two months, kind of sales does dip a bit because nobody know what's going on. And with founders at that time, we almost lose that round because also a lot of investors are also wait to see what's going on. Um, but then Mar May, I think a lot like many other uh, e-commerce or, or brands in the home sector, then you suddenly see a huge increase of sales because people kind of, okay, we're still here, but we're stuck at home and we, we need to <laughs> make our home better and more comfortable. So then th there's a lot of sales. So so then is to try to meet, meet the demand uh, with limited resource when people work remote. Uh, and then start from last year, people start going out. We see a, a bit uh, soft in demand. So just that a lot of um, up and downs, it's difficult for forecasting. Um, so I think to, to com combat that is just to stay nimble um, and really use data to, to make uh, the right decision. Um, to balance that to, to not out of stock, but also not overstock. I think that's that's a, a struggle many, many of, not just D2C company, all the retail company are, are have that yeah. challenge. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and fulfillment in general, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, Kat? I think uh, it's always a challenge for any startup to get brand awareness or just get awareness. Uh, how do you get people to find out about attitude? How do you really stand apart from the competition? Like you said in the beginning, it's a pretty crowded space, especially in the last 10 years, there have been a lot of entrants into direct-to-consumer, especially in the bedding sleepwear space. So for us, it's really been about how do we tell customers about how special our material really is? And because we are a material innovation company, uh, we can talk about the benefits and how it really is different versus everything else on the market. And we that's why we started working with these third parties to actually have this credibility and show that indeed we are having all this positive impact on the environment, but also look how amazing it feels. Um, and also we became a B Corp uh, specifically for that reason, because mm -hmm. we're already doing all the things that it requires, uh, that B Corp requires you to do. Um, and we just wanted to have a very clear message to our customer that this is different. Just last week, I had a guest in the podcast and they also got this certification. It's a Swiss company, but their uh, CMO is based in the US. And he told me that uh, I didn't even know that it's not as simple, not as easy to get this certification. Like they checked uh, literally everything in their office and, and the employees and if they use cars to go to work, all of that. So yeah. it's a very meticulous process. Um, is this something that you do intentionally? Like we want these certifications. I, I can see also I'm on your website, Clean Bamboo. It's a trademarked um, patent or, or, or a term that you use on the website. So is this something that you use as a part of your strategy to have these and, and showcase these on the website? Yeah, definitely. So as far as B Corp, yeah, it was a very long, uh, arduous process, but you know, provides a really great framework for businesses to improve their business operations. Um, took us about 18 months, actually, to get the okay. certification. Uh, we just became a B Corp last March, I believe. So it's been almost a year. Um, and then in terms of the trademarks, yeah, it's very important. It is a patented fabric for us, uh, Clean Bamboo is, and uh, we have a number of different fabrics that are based on this technology. 
um, not just our very well-known silky feeling sateen um, made out of clean bamboo, which all of our bedding and our loungewear is made out of. Um, but we also have just launched what we call a vegan cashmere. Uh, mm-hmm. That is a totally innovative breakthrough product. We are so excited about it because it looks and feels like cashmere. And we launched it as a throw blanket for your bed, or you can wear it as a shawl. It's so soft. It really looks and feels like cashmere. But unlike regular cashmere, uh, which you can only dry clean, which is not good for the environment, not convenient, you can hand wash it. So that's really great. And it saves an enormous amount of CO2 and and water versus real cashmere. That's amazing. Yeah. So all of this, it's definitely a differentiator for us, all of these Mm -hmm. unique fabrics that we make. Hey Budai Nation, welcome to the Ecom Show. I ask you to subscribe to this podcast and if you like it, make sure you share it with at least one friend. As you probably know, we don't run ads. Our growth is purely organic, so it would mean the world to me if you could support us. I hope we can serve our audience in the best way. And now let's jump into the episode. So you mentioned uh, it's not easy to get more eyeballs on this brand. And I'm wondering what tools, what channels you use to get more attention uh, for, uh, for attitude? Yeah, I mean, uh, as a direct-to-consumer brand, we certainly use a lot of different tools and channels. So um, on the unpaid side, organic side, we do get a lot of word of mouth. People do experience attitude. They are such huge fans of it. They are fans of it for life. They can't sleep on anything else. They can't sleep on cotton anymore. It feels like sandpaper. Mm-hmm. So they become our biggest advocates and uh, we have a huge refer a friend kind of referral um, source of traffic. Um, but also press uh, is a really good area for us. So media loves talking about new innovations and as an innovation company, we constantly are releasing new uh, materials and new products. So that's been a great source for us too. Um, we work with influencers too. We send them products and they're loving it. They're sharing it with their communities. Um, on the paid side, of course, there's, you know, paid search, paid social that we engage in. And, um, you know, lately it's all, it's been all about video and how do you really showcase, uh, attitude and kind of TikTok friendly, uh, style, uh, content on, on ads. So that's been working quite well for us. Um, And we have done some connected TV as well. Uh, that's okay. been a new channel for us. Uh, we also work with podcasts. Uh, so like, like this, uh, of course. And um, we work with podcast hosts where we give them attitude. They're loving it and they're talking about it on their channels. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, so it sounds like you use many different marketing channels because I know many brands, they focus on one channel And it's usually Facebook ads or Google ads. That's what I can see. But you have a mix. And also on your website, you have uh, more than uh, 20,000 reviews, which is crazy. Not many brands can uh, say that. 20,000 so... five-star reviews, yeah. to be more precise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, and I'm sure it's growing fast. So yes, it will be more definitely. tomorrow. Um, let's talk about retention a bit. So... Because I can see this as a problem, as a, you know, as a challenge with uh, sleepwear, uh, sleepwear companies. I talked to a few mattress brands as well. Probably it's even harder for them. But, you know, people, they don't buy sheets every week or every month. 
And how do you retain those customers? How do you incentivize them to buy again, um, you know, earlier than 10 years from now? So how do you tackle yes. this challenge? Uh, I think Phoebe can talk about it from a product perspective. Yeah, I think the high quality products that they can not live without definitely helps. So usually our a lot of customers are true fans. They advocate or they tell their friends or family or they dress mm-hmm. their second bedroom. A lot of the orders, second order we see is that when they get their first sheets on their bed and they, they just cannot go back to their old cotton sheets or other, other sheets and then they need a second set for rotating mm-hmm. on one bed. And if they have multiple bedrooms, then they start to dress their guest room um, or for their children, or we also see daughters buy for their mom. Um, so that's, you get a lot of uh, sales just from that they kind of switch to all the mm-hmm. clean bamboo uh, in their household for all the sheets they own. Uh, and beyond yeah. that, so that's why we also develop a loungewear, uh, which is by customer request. They say, oh, you know, the, the fabric is so comfortable. I want to wear it lounge at home. Can you make loungewear? So we made that. And then, of course, bed and bath always go together. So we also have bath. And then the the, the new launch of the vegan cashmere is a bath throw. So kind of extend the product offering. So after they have all the colors of our sheets on the bed, they start to look at the other products we're offering uh, using the same technology. So it's peace of mind for them because all, all our products are OECOTEX um, class one certified, which is even safe for babies. We don't separate. I think adult and baby should get the same clean, non-toxic products. So, so we just use the most strict um, cleaner process there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then also people buy for the wedding gifts uh, or for their baby when they have a new baby, then they start to buy our baby crib sheets. So that's, I think, that's on the product side, how, how for retention is the extension mm-hmm. of uh, multiple products. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it sounds like uh, launching new products, having multiple product lines. Mm-hmm. That's one so- solution for this challenge. But also people, they have family members and, and friends mm-hmm. and they want to buy the products for them yeah. as well if they like it. So I think that's a great way uh, how to manage this. Um yeah, I don't we, think it would work on mattresses. Like, you're not going to buy a mattress as a gift for your, you know, for your friends. Yeah. <laughs> but you totally yeah, could. I think mattresses. Some sheets. Yeah, I think mattresses is an even trickier mm-hmm. um, product line. A bit different question. So do you follow any mentors, any podcasts even, or, or who are those people who you learn from? business-wise? Yeah, I've been listening to Nick Sharma's podcast. Um, Okay. So that's a really good one. I get a lot of good ideas there. And also, I like Dolma. I am Dolma. I don't know if you know her. Uh, She also talks about um, women-founded companies, mostly e-commerce companies, and I love it. It's called Due Diligence. Okay, actually, I don't. Is she is she from the U.S.? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, I I will check it out, and we will uh, put this into the show notes the the link of that mm-hmm. podcast too. Phoebe. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I used to a lot of podcasts before COVID, so it's it's good uh, when you are, are like in commute. But these days, I'm more like reading books or or sign on courses. 
but some courses, not business related, probably more textile related. Um, okay. As far as book, I really like uh, the Let Me Let My People Surfing, uh, written by the Patagonia founder. Like how I, I think he his company definitely is so admirable that be able to be profitable and the people's happy and super um, sustainable. How they manage all that together, I think. Super, I think that's really inspiring. Mm-hmm. We just had. Uh one of the marketing managers of Patagonia mm-hmm. in the podcast like two weeks ago yeah. and uh, their story is, is great and uh, mm-hmm. how they think about their company and the vision of the company. So mm-hmm. that's great. Um, what tools do you use? What, what's your tech stack when it comes to marketing? Can you mention a few that you really like and you really find found them efficient in your company? Um. Yeah, sure. Uh, we are using, I think some of the, you know, people use a lot is Clavio, of course, attentive for mm-hmm. email SMS. We love them. Um, but we also really like North theme for uh, okay. marketing acquisition attribution. So that's been really great. Um, we've recently onboarded retention.com. Uh, so we're excited to see what happens mm-hmm. there. Um, I would say those are the highlights. We also have mm-hmm. one team. I think it's also performed pretty well. Yeah. Sure. What do you say it again? What was the name? Wonderkind. Wonderkind. Okay. It's also yeah. email type of, yeah. How do you use it? Because you have retention now, you have Clavio, all of these tools. How do you connect? Uh, yeah, I think these are all pretty thing. related. Um, so they're basically Wonderkind and retention.com. They're similar, but not quite the same. Um, Wonderkin has been around for a little longer. So it's when somebody logs into your website, uh, Wonderkin recognizes them and can put them in a, an email flow. And then retention.com is actually recognizing people even if they haven't logged into your website. So mm-hmm. um, we're trying to see how that goes. Yeah, interesting. We also use all of these that you mentioned and uh, we are very happy with retention, but we don't use the other tool. So Mm-hmm. That's something interesting. So my last question to you today, and I will ask you one by one again. So what would be your number one tip? Um, I think Phoebe uh, for founders and Kat more for marketers, e-commerce marketers. So what would be your number one tip to e-commerce founders, Phoebe, nowadays? Mm. Resilient? Because the world just like the constant change is the only thing that does not change, I think. <laughs> So just be really yeah. resi- resilient and nimble when, you know, the world, whatever the world throw to you, just kind of figure it out. And uh, probably a lot of things you just have to be creative because we'll have never had before. So kind of, but I think all entrepreneurs are like that. Um, but just, just really remember that instead of feel frustrated, just kind of reason and um, keep going. Yeah. Is there a way to be more resilient or just do it? <laughs> yeah, just do it or stoic, have a stoic, well, stoicism, the Western way for, from the Eastern yeah. old philosophies, the, 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 the Zen, um, mm. the, the way type of philosophy, the Taoist kind of approach. Yeah. 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 I, I'm more familiar with the stoic. I'm less familiar, familiar with the Eastern philosophy. Mm-hmm. That's something to look into for me. Yeah. Yeah. Kath? That would be your number one. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just going, Hmm? 
going to, back to the basics of LTV to CAC ratio, I think that is the mm -hmm. most important thing for a marketer to keep in mind is, are you attracting customers affordably? Um, if you know that is your strategy, a business strategy to acquire them profitably, uh, then just stick to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't and I guess that's why you use tools like Norbeam because it helps a lot. Yes. Especially mm -hmm. nowadays. When it comes to uh, this ratio, so are you someone who is okay to go into red, into negative sometimes, or you always want to be, you know, profitable? That's something you don't want to let go. Because I can see businesses, and now I'm talking about bootstrap businesses, even them, sometimes they are okay to go into negative, others they want to be profitable, and others they want to be highly profitable all the time. What's your approach on that? Yeah, I think uh, as we're entering a time when fundraising will become really challenging, I think it's mm -hmm. extremely important not to go into the red because you will run yeah. out of cash real quick. <laughs> yeah, 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 maybe. I think in the, in the past where it was easier to raise uh, capital um, at high multiples for direct-to-consumer brands, the expectation was that you would invest into growth uh, unprofitably for a period of time and then find profitability at an unforeseen future. But I think that has changed. Uh, so it's time for marketers to really be focused on profitability from day one. Yeah. Thanks a lot, uh, Phoebe and Kat, for sharing your story, answering my questions today. And thanks a lot, everyone who listened to us today or will listen to the podcast. And stay tuned because uh, every week we come out with a new episode before we leave. So where people can find your uh, your brand? What's the website? You can go on attitude.com, which is E-T-T-I-T-U-D-E.com. And it stands for Eco Attitude. So it's spelled like attitude, but with an E in the beginning. Yeah, we you will can also share find the us link. on Instagram, <laughs> Attitude Store. We will share the link in the, into, into the description so everyone can find this. And uh, again, thanks everyone. Stay tuned and uh, have a great day. Thank you. Thank you.